You're listening to the Pure Fury Creations Entertainment Network. The views and opinions expressed on this episode are those of the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the views, opinions, or philosophies of the PFC Entertainment Network or any of the affiliates that make this show possible. This show has also been rated M for mature audiences only. Welcome to a show that's as real as it gets. If you're looking for niceness, this is not it. Nope. <laughs> real topics, real conversation. Of course, you had to go open up a can of worms. <laughs> I did. And probably some real controversy. Or, like, I'm, I'm very blunt or whatever. It, it's only because, like, I really try to, like, say what's on my mind. It is like you kind of knew what was if you know who I am and you know what kind of person I am, like you knew it was coming. Jason Klaus, I mean, running on adrenaline, caffeine, and rage at this point. So let's roll. Amy Sheridan, like I have pains, I am old, and I have went through. This is the real podcast on the PFC Podcast Network, powered by Anchor.fm. Welcome, everybody, to the real podcast featuring Amy Sheridan and Jason Klaus. <laughs> Sorry. On the PFC Entertainment <laughs> Network. Go ahead. Take just take it. It's your fucking show anyway. <laughs> take me in when when you're ready for me. I'll be over yeah. here pushing buttons. Oh my goodness. Well, today is a day for jackassery. Um, I made I made a huge, huge mistake with you earlier. You know, you you greeted me with the warmest of greetings, and I was, you know, click, click, clicking on the computer and typing away and working, and I'm just like, yay, it's Amy Day. It's Jason Day. Like, yay, we get to do this. And then at like seven o'clock, I get to do this painting party that's like with my work and they sent me the materials. And so I'm just like, okay, I have this schedule I have to follow. And then my mom calls and she's like, I'm so sorry, I'm gonna have to miss Chase's band concert. And I'm like, fudge. And I felt like such a bad mom, such a bad, like how could, and then I instantly text you and I'm like, I'm a fucking idiot. (laughs) Like I had, I don't know how I even forget, like Tim went and, you know, took Chase for like a haircut. Like that's usually when he gets his haircuts, like right before his band concerts. And I'm just like, oh my God, how could I forget? Like. How could I forget? The kid's been talking about this. I think I asked them about it yesterday. Like, hey, what time are we supposed to get you to the school? You know, because we have to drop them off like way before and, you know, all that crap. And 
it's just insane. It's just insane. And then, you know, like I just texted you not even what, what was it like three hours before two hours before saying, yeah, cool. And I had like this plan and oh, my God. I mean, we ended up recording today, so that's good. Yeah. But I'm just like, how how can I forget? Do you ever forget your kids shit? Like and your kids are in like, you know, stuff. I think you got so much shit going on, but here's the thing, you know, we get so wrapped up in the day-to-day operations that we know as life, work shit, personal shit, family shit, and everything, you know, you get so much happening at one time, you literally lose the concept of time. Everything bleeds into one another because like as you were explaining your situation, I was thinking like last night it starts to dawn on me because I've got a lot of extra things on my plate coming into the, to the next few days, like the daddy daughter dance and things that are not of the norm. But then I've got ONTV, I've got recording sessions, I've got this. I'm like, holy shit, how am I going to navigate through this? And I'm like, oh, I got all the time in the world. I wake up here today. I'm like, fuck, it's Thursday. Yeah, <laughs> I can't. You know, like TV is is like tomorrow, and then we have to work on on Friday night. It's like, damn, man. So I totally get it. We just totally lose concept of time. We do, we do. But and you're not a bad mom, is my point. Well, thanks, thanks for that. Usually, I remember <laughs> all the shit, like all the shit. Um, but I think that I need to start utilizing my planner a little bit more. Like I used to write every single thing down. Like I'm notorious for this, even for work. Like I have a digital Excel spreadsheet planner that I set for myself with all the due dates and everything like that. And every day I, I look at that planner, I write it down in my actual planner. And so then I'm looking at two spots and... I have my computer set up on my um, my Outlook calendar that like how I'm mapping out my day. So like what time I'm going to start on this task, what time I'm going to start on that task. So it's like three different versions of how to keep me on task because there's there's so much. And sometimes I will put my personal stuff on like my Outlook calendar. So like while I'm in it for the day, like I'll have a pop-up come up and just remind me, you know, like, hey, you got this like as soon as you can work. So don't don't forget that. And lately I'm just like, oh no, I got this. I can remember that. And and I can't. <laughs> and I'm not getting Alzheimer's. I just, my Lord. And I my mom, my mom says all all the time to me, like, I just told you this yesterday. Like, why are you not, like, do you not remember? No, mom, I don't, I don't remember yesterday. You know, like, I don't remember anything. Um, But usually, like, with the big stuff, I, I do, you know, like, he's got band and he's got a couple bigger band concerts, you know, coming up because it's, you know, the end of the year and this is the the spring one. And then he starts golf, you know, his, his golf stuff in like April and May. Um, and that runs through July. So like, 
Tim usually will take the majority of of the golf stuff because usually it's, you know, right when he gets out of school, you know, Tim's taking him to like golf lessons and they're usually on Tuesdays because of the course that he plays. Um, so, you know, he's, he's, he's got that. So it's like, I got help for that, but all this other stuff, I don't remember a damn thing. And I'm just like, am I going to have to live my life by a planner? Uh, for the next little bit, it would, it would certainly appear that way, especially as he gets older and gets more involved with other activities. Wait till the driver's training starts to come into play. Uh, well, I, I think maybe I'll saddle Tim with that. He's really good with stuff like that, you know, like, yeah, I, mm, I wouldn't be able to do it. Like I, I couldn't do it with Matt. Tim, Tim taught Matt, you know, the whole like we put him in driver's training but he like actually would drive with Matt and teach him some things and you know I'm just I'm I'm too fucking scared I mean Matt's gonna be 22 in just a couple of months and I still won't ride in the car with him is that right (laughs) yeah I'm so scared I'm so scared I'm (laughs) scared That I couldn't, I couldn't even imagine it with Chase. God, it was only like a year ago. He was like, "Mom, I don't want to get my driver's license ever," and I'm just like, "That's okay." And I'm thinking, "You're gonna get it. Like, you're just not wanting it right now, Mom. I'm gonna like, I'm just gonna live at home forever." And it's like, "Okay, you know, (laughs) knowing that they're not." You know what's unique about. The kids nowadays, like when you and I were growing up, we could not wait till we reached the age of 15 to take driver's training, the age of 16 to have our driver's license. Kids nowadays, a lot of them, they don't give a fucking crap about anything like that. They don't care if they get their driver's license. They don't care. They just don't care. And I just don't get that mentality. Like, my son is in driver's training right now, like actual driver's training. And, you know, he's like anything, he's killing it. But, uh, you know, he's got plans, he's got things he wants to do. And I'm like, yeah, man, I remember this age. That's how I was. But I know of a lot of kids around his age or even older than him, they just have, have never had any interest getting their driver's license. I'm like, how do you plan on getting around when you're an adult unless you move to a city that has public transportation? I guess Uber and all this shit is is a thing now, but I don't know. It's just weird. I I just never thought that would ever be a thing. It is. It is. Um, I mean, luckily, Matt was like one of those people... And it wasn't even 15. You had to be 14 in nine months, by the way. Oh, it's like, excuse me. My my birthday. <laughs> I waited, man. I was like, let's go. I want to do this. Like, my dad took me on back roads in his little Cavalier. You know, he had this really sharp, Cavalier. nice black Cavalier. And I, like, I, I love driving it because, you know, my dad keeps his cars nice. And, and like, you just felt so in it you know because of the sleek design that they had for that year and um Cavaliers were awesome they were and they fucking they lasted forever forever all you had to do was change the oil and they last forever 
Um, so, so yeah, like my dad would take me on the back road and, you know, like he'd let me drive and he'd be like, now this is 40. So, and I'm like, I think 40 is too fast on a dirt road, you know? And he's like, well, just go the speed you feel comfortable going. Like I, I almost got us hit, you know, like it was, it was like a thing and I didn't even go through driver's training yet. That was just kind of like before, cause he didn't want me, he wanted me to like know more about it going into it than just being like, I don't know how this thing goes, you know? So, um, with, with Matt, like he was super excited, um, to get his license. He could not wait. And, and we knew this about him. So that's like, we saved that, uh, that crappy old red Dodge Ram. We called it little red. It was just like this crappy (laughs) red truck. That instead of trading it in when I got my car, um, we just kept it. And so as long as Matt, you know, um, did the upkeep and stuff on it, like he could just drive it as his as as his leisure. Mm-hmm. And so he would do that. Um, but yeah, like he got his license. And, and I'm telling you, uh, there's a few of his friends that are the same age as him and they still don't have their licenses. And I'm just like, how? Like what, what do you, what do you do if you want to go on a date? Like pick her up on your bike? Like what the, you are fucking 20 years old, man. You know, like older than 20 years old now. And I'm just like, how, how is that even possible? And yeah, like I, even the job mentality. So Matt's got this friend named Tracy. Tracy cracks me up. Tracy is, he's, he's fucking weird. We'll just call a spade a spade. And and I love the kid. He's so sweet. He's so genuine. But this kid has some freaking mental issues or whatever. Um, and not like really mental issues, but I, I think that he's kind of disconnected from reality a little bit. Because when he was, I I think it was like he was like 19 or whatever. He had came over and he was really upset. And I was like, well, what's wrong, Tracy? And he's just like, I lost my job. He was was working for um, the restaurant's called Crave, that Lapeer restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he was working at Crave before it became Crave. I can't remember what the hell it was called, but he was working there as a cook and he lost his job. And I was just like, oh, it's okay. And he was like, no, 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 it's fine. Um, I have an interview. And I was like, awesome. And so it was like for this landscaping job. And I was like, very cool. Like you're an outdoorsy kind, you know, type of person, whatever. It'll it'll be fine. And he does have a driver's license, by the way. So like, I I never look down on Tracy, you know, because at least he's got a driver's license. (laughs) So anyways, the next day comes and after his interview, he comes over and I was like, so how'd your interview go? And he was just like, mm, I, I just don't think that it, he's like, I think it went well, but I, I just, I, I told them that I wasn't interested in the job. And I was like, you, you what? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, was there something wrong with like the actual job? You know, like, is there something you didn't like? And he's like, yeah, they told me that my hours would be like from eight to three. And I just don't wake up that early. That's just too early for me. And I was like, my jaw hit the floor. I was like, Tracy, you 
you fucking told them that? And he was like, yeah, it's just, it's not going to work for me. And I was like, what do you think you do when you get a real job? You get up early and you go to work and you make the money and you go home and you sleep. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? It's just too early for me. That's a, that's a solid job that pays a good money. It's just like, meh. You know, I'll I'll find somewhere somewhere else. You know, some something somewhere else. And I'm like, I am flabbergasted because not only was his mom on his ass for him to get a job, you know, so that he could pay his own bills and not have his mom do it, so that you know his credit wouldn't be ruined, but. It's like, I'm just like, what in the hell? Like, you're almost 20 years old, and you think that it's a fucking landscaping job, Tracy. They work in the morning during the day. A lot of people do. A lot of companies do. (laughs) Hours of operation. I know. And he ended up settling, and this is fine, too. This is to each their own. This is fine, too. Um, he ended up settling for a, a third shift Planet Fitness job. That didn't last, mind you. I don't know why it didn't last. I, did, I didn't want to even jump into that because I was still so flabbergasted at what he actually told this employer. Like, he 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 didn't say, like, you know what? I just don't think that this job is a good fit for me. You know, thank you so much for your time and and left the interview because if something were to happen later on and he were to, you know, like reapply, at least he had tact in class. No, he straight up told the interviewer, mm, that's just too early for me. I just don't get up that early. Who fucking does that? Who does that? I mean, in one aspect, I appreciate the dude's honesty for just coming right out and saying it instead of, you know. Oh, what? On the, I, I, like, for real. Oh, um, that's why when you said the third shift thing, I'm like, well, couldn't he? Because there's a lot of different plants and shops and things like that that have second and third shift hours. Perhaps that would be more in his wheelhouse. No, 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 because he doesn't want to actually work. Well, then I guess he's fucked. <laughs> he, he, he wiped down some gym equipment. Oh. You know, like that was that was his job. Make sure that people sign in in the front, scan their little tea kit, you know, their their key tag, and then wipe down some gym equipment. I'm just like Jesus. You know, one time Matt had said to me. Some guy came in and and um, offered me a job. And, you know, he's Matt is a, a he's like a, a manager type fuel lead at at his particular gas station. Um, it's not the, the craziest job. He's been there forever. He's had Matt has had two jobs. He has worked McDonald's for a couple of years and then he moved on to his other company. Um, which you you know his company, yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay. So he moved on to his other company. Um, and he's been there ever since. Like, he did not let it lapse. Like, I, I hounded his ass. And I'm just like, you never quit a job unless 
you like you already have one lined up and you always give two weeks notice because you never know what what can happen like we went over this whole job etiquette and like you the work ethic on this kid is amazing he barely calls in um he's almost never late you know he he does have a couple instances sometimes the roads you know because he's got quite a drive to this particular place but he's been there for a while and he worked his way up into like a, a management or you know leadership role which is amazing he understands that this is not his his life it's not his end goal you know but he also understands that this could take him somewhere so putting all that aside, some guy came in and gave him his card, this card, and he was like, you would make an amazing security guard. Blew some smoke up Matthew's ass, and then Matthew came to me and he was like, this guy like offered me a job. And I was like, oh, a, a job where? He's like, he gave me his card and it's, it's for a, a security job. And he's like, yeah, he was telling me that like, all I'd have to do is just basically sit in a car and I could just watch videos all day and just watch a piece of property. And I was just like, a, a piece of property? He's like, yeah, in Detroit. I'm just like, you are a fucking piece of meat. <laughs> you are a piece of meat that nope, 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 nope. And he's just like, but all I'd have to do is sit in a car and just watch my phone. You know what I mean? And just like watch the property, make sure no one comes out. I'd get to carry a taser. And I'm like, do you fucking hear yourself right now? Do you hear yourself right now? Like, no, absolutely not. I was like, if you do, I will like, I will banish you forever. Like, no, no fucking way. He, and, and he's looking at me like seriously. And I was just like, Think about it, man. You know, <laughs> like in Detroit, watching a piece of property all night into the wee hours of the night. Like, do you wonder why he just poached some kid in a fucking gas station? You know what I mean? Like, they're looking for bodies because other bodies are at that property. I can guarantee you. You know, and like, upright. no, thank you. And I was just like, no. And he was just like, well, okay. I'm just like, mm. so I think kids are very intrigued by this whole, well, I don't really have to do anything. But that's like, in the spot, I say Detroit, but it was a particular um, area of Detroit, which is particularly dangerous. Sure. And Tim's brother, uh, his brother is an officer, and he actually was an officer for the city of Detroit, and he had gotten assigned this precinct, and they don't even go to that area. They won't. They will not respond, unless it's, like, a, a call that has to do with, like, you know, like, some kind of bad domestic violence or something with kids involved or like fire or you know whatever if it's like something weird they won't even go there they won't it's it's too dangerous like you will you will get killed like period cops won't even go there that's a great fucking sign 
You know, oh, I'll just call the cops. Yeah, who's gonna come? Nobody. Nobody. No one's coming to save your your butt. <laughs> so I mean, these kids. You know what I often think about? It's, I mean, not it's not like a everyday occurrence or anything, but like when I drive through particular neighborhoods, especially around the Flint area, because I mean, Flint is really trying to turn their shit around. There's been a lot of concentrated effort in different neighborhoods where residents are seemingly have had enough and they're taking their neighborhood back and they're reinvesting into it and making it look more appealing, right? But I go, like going to Detroit, going to to different neighborhoods and, and you drive around and you see the conditions of the houses, of the yards, they're run down, they're not being taken care of, not being manicured. And it's just like, are you, as a resident that lives in there, like, why is this okay? What is the mentality that reconciles that this environment is okay? It looks like shit. It looks run down. It just, like... Your neighborhood has become an example of what is wrong of your particular city or community. At what point do you, I mean, like, it just boggles my mind that people are okay with living like this. But they're the first ones to play victim when when it gets called out. Well, you don't understand. Well, where's your effort? Yeah. You, You know, at least put some effort in to get the ball rolling. And I, and I understand there's going to be situations like anything after a while, it becomes overwhelming. You don't know where to start, you know, but well, here's the thing. Let's grab a trash bag and just start throwing shit in there. That is just laying around the yard. Right. Let's start with that. Then we can worry about maybe pulling some weeds so that you can find the fucking sidewalk that leads up to your porch. There, you know, there's, there's, instead of looking at everything as a whole, look at it as one step at a time here. Right. And I don't know why I got on this thing, but you, you talked about less than favorable parts of, of the city of Detroit. And it made me think of driving through those particular cities or seeing pictures or just knowing about it. Be like, then I think about Flint and it's like, fuck. It right. doesn't have to be this way. It doesn't have to look like this. Right. We need to take more pride in our communities, I guess, was my point. And I'll I No, I, I completely <laughs> agree with you. And, like, the area that I'm talking about, it wasn't even, like, a residential area. It's, like, an area with a bunch of, like, abandoned buildings, essentially. And, you know, there's there's a lot of homeless, there's a lot of uh, drug deals, there's a lot of gang activity, you know, that, that goes on in there. And that's usually where, like, bodies get dumped and people get shot because it's, it's not well lit. It's, again, abandoned buildings, you know, um, 
and it's, it, you know, people are starting to hire these security companies to go and like watch their building to make sure that nobody breaks in and, you know, or whatever destroys the integrity for something that they're going to develop, so, you know, soon or whatever. And I know that Detroit has actually made quite a bit of progress, you know, to beautify their city or to, to attempt to turn it around. And I, I completely applaud that. Uh, Flint as well. You know, I'm I'm not scared to go into Flint, but there are roads that I I won't turn on. There's like certain boundaries that I have that it's like I know what's down here. This this can you know it can give me anxiety. But you know, like and and a lot of bad shit happens. You know, obviously in Flint, and the police response time is is not that great. Um, now I'm not saying that, um, it's their fault. I, I know that they don't have like the greatest, biggest department that can cover all of Genesee County because that's, that's crazy. It's so big and there's so many issues, you know, and the police officers are spread thin, you know, you have the budgets and, you know, all that stuff. And it's, it's extremely difficult, but I, I have noticed some definite improvements in residents taking back their neighborhoods, and, and I think it's wonderful. And then there's some not so great areas, and and nobody really cares. And I don't know if it's like, it's like the poverty level, like they don't think, you know, like or not that they don't think. Um, I don't think that they think that they can make any part of a difference because a lot of that stuff cost money you know the boarded up windows windows cost a ton of money you know um yard lawn care some of them are just so bad you, you can't get through it with a lawnmower so like you need a brush hog you know to clear what like what's been done brush hogs cost money um i had watched i'm a big fan of this guy on tiktok and youtube that he will just go to these weird neighborhoods and these really, really overgrown yards and, and houses, and he will take all of his equipment there and he will go and make it beautiful for free. No, not a dime. You always see him in the videos, like walk up to, you know, the walkway and to the door and ask the owner's permission. Hey, I'm just, I'd like to do this for you for free. I'm just going to record it if that's okay with you. You know, like I can blur out your face. I can do what you want, but I, I'd really like to take care of this mess for you. And a lot of them are elderly and they just can't do it. And they just don't have a budget to hire a landscaping company that comes in. So in comes this guy and the pictures and the video from like start to finish, it's like night and day. And this guy is like, really, he's using such a simple thing, you know, as, as being a landscaper or his own, you know, little business guy into really helping people out and really trying to to beautify their neighborhoods you know maybe it's like a house with an eyesore and people can send in submissions to houses that they they think is really bad and he travels all over and he just shows up without notice and you know records all of these great doings and he doesn't take a penny from them and sometimes he'll go back and just make sure that you know there's there's upkeep on it to help them in in the certain situations um i i think it's wonderful but that one person can't do it but if a lot of other people took the initiative like this guy 
I think that there would be a lot more beautiful cities and beautiful places and, you know, people being helped and, you know, having to having a place to at least start, you know, because I know a lot of people also like hoarders, um, for example, when you get so far into hoarding, it's like there's or or something being disheveled, it's almost like the point of no return, like you had planned on doing something about it, but then the end result, when you actually start doing something about it, it's so bad that you're so overwhelmed and you just can't. You know, there's just like, your your mind completely shuts off and you just let it go. And and I think that's a lot, you know, it has a lot to do with it as as well. You know, there's just so much to do. I used to watch that show Hoarders and the amount of people that they would actually get the house cleaned is slim to none, you know, like maybe one out of 30 episodes, you know, they would actually clean up the whole thing because it's such a process. It's such a process and it takes hours and hours and sometimes weeks to clean out these hoarding houses. And then, for the owner to like, you know, they have like this weird disorder where they can't like let things go. So for them, they have to like go through every single piece of everything, even if it's trash, even if it's covered in feces, you know, it's, it's disgusting and they know it's disgusting, but in their mind, they just can't let it go. And I'm wondering if, you know, people with these broken down houses and these gross yards and, you know, or overgrown yards, I can't even say gross, like, it's a lot of upkeep, you know, like, how many times do you mow your lawn, you know, once a week, we mow our lawn once a week, you know, it's, it's a weekly thing. If you let it go, like three weeks, you're in a lot of trouble and then it's going to take even longer. And then some of these people that are sick, they're elderly, you know, they broke a bone or, you know, they just have got so much on their plate. They, they can't deal with it. They let it go and let it go and let it go. And then finally there's like nothing they feel that they can do about it. So I, I think that has a lot to, to do, you know, with, with that sort of issue, you know, with with the neighborhoods and how they look so bad and you know I, I think it has a lot to do with the income level and the mentality of you know people and it's not I don't think it's anything that I mean some people can help it but the majority of them I, I don't think they can you know that's just my view on it you know I, it's there's a lot to that. And I feel like, you know, you, you're nailing a lot of the issues for, especially the whole hoarding thing. Um, like that house that we had in Davidson was a hoarder house. Was it? Oh my God. Yeah. When, when we first got in there, number one, we couldn't open up the garage door. And number two, that slider next to the garage, there was a path that, I mean, a narrow one. That took you from that entry point back to the back bedrooms where the kids' bedrooms wound up being. But we took three dumpsters worth of shit out of there. Oh, my God. And, like, upstairs, downstairs, garage, the sheds in the backyard, the backyard itself. 
that was very much, I mean, straight to the fucking ceiling. He couldn't find it. He went and bought, bought another one. Do you know how, how many brand new screwdrivers and wrenches we found that maybe had been used once, but were buried under mounds of garbage? I, it was insane. I had never seen anything like that. Wow. But there was there was a mental disconnect in there somewhere. Yeah. You know? And, uh, you know, and as you were kind of laying out the, like, the yard thing and, you know, you would wait three weeks because you're sick or you can't tend to it. My brain starts thinking into things like, why isn't there an organization or a program out there that is partially, if not all the way funded by the federal government that aids situations like this, aids people like that, that if they get in a bind or something, they have some sort of service that will come in and help maintain their yard, maintain their house. I'm not saying rebuild the whole motherfucker, yeah. but at, at least make an effort to um, kind, of, kind of keep up on it so it doesn't become that eyesore. You know, why, why, why are we more focused on other stupid bullshit that's getting millions upon millions of dollars of funding than in the grand scheme of things is only helping or servicing a small demographic when we really should be focusing on our friends, on our family, on our neighbors, on our communities, because that is why our society as a whole is broken down because our communities are broken down and right. nobody wants to help. It, we're all about the me, 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 fuck everybody else. Well, that's part of the problem. So I feel like there needs to be an organization or a nonprofit or something established that is actually going to help out legitimate people with with actual issues for this kind of thing. Because this is something that does not get spotlighted at all. That's so funny you say that. You want to start something? I do, actually. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, what... <laughs> Listen, we are on this this mini series across the network of what if what if we started a organization like that? I want to mow. I love mowing. I love mowing the lawn. I can't weed whip worth a shit. I'm really not good at it. I try trimming my bushes. It's terrible. Like, and they look like little squares instead of round hedges. But I am so down. Because I would literally, I mean, Genesee County, Lapeer County, whatever county, just whoever needed help. Like, I, I am so down for that. I'm, I'm so, I'm so down. Like, I would totally do it. I feel like there's, there's other people, too, that would be willing to jump on board because they have that same mentality. Yeah. But, you know, let's, let's put that focus back on our communities, back in our own backyards, to give these people some degree of pride and, if nothing else, hope. Like, everything else in their life is fucked up right now, but they don't have to worry about uh, that overall internal... Uh, because, you know, when our homes are the centerpiece of our existence for a lot of us, that's our mentality. Like, if you can't feel safe and and completely at peace at home, 
you're not going to have that in any other aspect of your life by and large. There are exceptions to the rule, and I understand that. I'm one of them. Yeah. But, 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 by and large, if you can establish your inner peace at home, and there is, you know, if you get in the situation where that starts to become challenged or compromised, at least you know there is going to be people that are in your corner or that are on standby or something like this to help maintain that small piece of your happiness or your contentment or just one less thing that is going to be on your mind because you have you have maintained that piece because your home life is not in disarray you know and that you use it literally or metaphorically i don't care but if I, I don't know that like I look at our society, Amy, and I'm like, where is the breakdown? And there's so many aspects, but it's centered here and it just splintered into yeah. all these different aspects and scenarios. But fuck, man, if we get back to reestablishing the, the home roots of our community, I feel like that would be a huge step in the right direction in um, filling some of these cracks that so that they're not so, everything doesn't seem so fucked right now. You know right. What I'm I mean, and not only would it, would it help us, you know, like, because there's nothing, there, there's no better feeling than to volunteer your time and, and help for you know like a, a worthy cause i've i've always i've always been an advocate for that you know like i've helped build houses for habitat for humanity they do it every other year like one year they plan for it and you know they raise funds and then the next year they will start the build of the actual house like it, it takes a while so it's like every other year they're building a house and and that's fabulous I donate my stuff all the time, all the time. I'm donating clothes and shoes and all this stuff. Instead of just throwing them away, we donate them to churches. And I, I refuse, refuse to donate anything to Goodwill because it's not Goodwill. And I know the the funding of Goodwill and it's not cool. So, like, we look at outside, you know, things to, to donate to. And I know that, you know, Lapeer County has a couple of churches and groups like the Good Samaritans group, which they have a food pantry every week. You know, like, there's all these really, really, really good organizations, but nothing that has to do with, like, beautifying the community or, or helping, you know, the elderly, our vets, you know, um, people that have just fallen on hard times, people with cancer that are going through treatments and their, you know, their kids are like too young to go out and do this. So they have to let their yard grow. You know, like there, there are so many things that's rewarding in it for us, but the most rewarding is on them. Like knowing how much it impacts their life and how much it helps them and just just helping people in general. I mean, it's, it's, it's so great. And I think that this is such a good idea because it, it's not, it's not normal. You know, it's like not in the norm. And I don't know why I didn't think about it before. Like even while I was watching this guy, I just love watching his videos 
because it's they're like they're like sappy and you know they're like they're heartwarming and they're good but I don't know why until like you said something I don't know why I didn't think about I could do that you know like I I could totally help out like why don't I and you know with like all of our contacts and you know all the previous stuff we would have such a great army of volunteers you know to to help and people with different kinds of machinery for different kind of things i mean essentially we could really make this happen and mm-hmm. that would be amazing if we could it would be absolutely amazing like my my brain is working in overdrive right now just, just thinking about it you know the there's so many aspects, so many ways that we could tackle this and like it would start here, but like with anything else, it grows, it expands, it evolves. Yeah. And the next thing you know, and it's not like we're, we're sitting here. I, I know there's going to be some asshole that's going to listen to this be like, well, there they go. They're trying, trying to find another way to put themselves in the, in the spotlight. No fuck face. You completely missed the point of this. We're not doing this because we were looking for another way to be famous or to get some sort of accolade. We get those all on our own without even fucking trying, if we're going to be honest about it. But be that as it may, we give a fuck about our communities. Yeah. We give a fuck about our, our neighbors. We care about other people. We care about about the area in which we live and raise our children in and all this other stuff. You reestablish a strong base of community. It is a trickle-down effect to anything and everybody that is in that area. Children included. Yes. Yes. Well, and if, if said people were to say anything, if they would be so inclined as to join us in our spotlight. <laughs> That would be, that would be absolutely a fucking amazing. Like, why don't they create their own spotlight and do the same? I implore you, (laughs) please, because it's not going to hurt me, but it is going to help someone else. And that's, that's the whole premise. That's the whole fucking premise. Well, here's this, because I'm, I'm a guy that likes to rechannel that energy. So here would be my challenge. You know, you and I are sitting here and during the course of organic conversation, we're kind of planting seeds for a pretty good idea. And I just mentioned there's going to be those people that are going to take that and be like, oh, they're doing it. I challenge you to establish your own roots, your own establishment and outshine us. Yeah, I challenge you. Because the only ones that are really going to win, it ain't going to be us. It ain't going to be them. It's going to be the community. That's right. So go ahead and outshine me. Spoiler, it won't fucking happen. (laughs) I know. Like, you know what you're capable of. I know what I'm capable of. I know what, yeah. It's Look, this ain't our first rodeo in shiny yeah this is just a different realm 
and uh, you know, like with any any other thing now that, that we set our minds to and actually dial into and do a deep dive, by and large, a lot of good comes out of it. Right. This would be no exception. Absolutely. I'm super fucking excited. Oh my god. I'm so excited. Like I just want to write down on a piece of paper all these things that are going on inside of my head. <laughs> you already <laughs> have that piece of paper. Yay. I mean, look at this motherfucker. That's that, that's the majority of a sheet of notes yeah. and ideas and I mean, and you know Sean would be on like white on rice. You know, sure. he he already helps out his community in so many different ways. You know, we just need to get him to branch out of his community a little bit more and into other communities. You know, communities that may need it more than others. Um, but we could, God, we could we could hit so many communities. And then people we didn't even know needed help. You know, they could be added in as submissions. People could donate to our cause to keep us up and running for these missions. You know, like it's it's a, the possibilities it's are endless. Yeah, yep, for sure. We need a clever name. <laughs> You're really good at those, Jay. Look, <laughs> like, I can't just spit out magic like it fuck it like it's got to manifest for a little bit you know when it'll happen amy it'll be like 2 45 in the morning like oh, that's how the film title came it just <laughs> like it just popped in there and i'm like i gotta get this motherfucker down before i forget yeah. it and yeah. uh this this would probably be no exception i'll be in the middle of bolting down an airbag or something and <laughs> there it is right so, right Oh, something to think good. about. It absolutely is. So, well, listen, uh, why don't we go ahead and start winding this down, put a bow on it. I appreciate you taking time out of your day. I know you got a lot of shit going on to record this to make sure it drops on time. So I appreciate you for that. I appreciate you. Uh, and with that, if you have any questions, comments, feedback, show topic ideas, hit us up over on the Facebook page, look for The Real Podcast, or closetotheheart.net, the official website of the network, or the online store at cafepress.com forward slash PFC network. With that, go out this week, be <laughs> to yourself and to each other. We'll see you next time right here on The Real Podcast on the PFC Entertainment Network. Do you have a piece of antique furniture laying around your house that you really want to get restored but you just don't know where to take it? Something that means something to you, something that actually has some sentimental value. Let me tell you about our friends over at First and Spring Designs located in Hadley, Michigan. Now what they will do, they will take your pieces of furniture, your articles, and they will restore them. They will bring them back to life. They will restore that magic that once was in a way that you may have never even imagined. So we invite you to check out our friends over at First and Spring Designs. You can find them over on Facebook or you can send them an email at andreagrace2015 at outlook.com. Reach out and see what kind of magic they can do for you.